Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored, a global TV exclusive. She's the woman who took Prince Harry's virginity behind a countryside pub. Sasha Walpole kept Harry's secret for 21 years and always intended to. But he told his truth about it in his memoir. So tonight, Sasha tells me hers. From London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Prince Harry has turned his back on a family and a nation that adored him. He was a lovable rogue whose childhood heartbreak united the country in goodwill. We're all very proud of him as he served in the British Army. We cheered his wedding, celebrated the glamorous biracial future of the new monarchy. He had it all, Harry, but he's burned most of it to the ground, charged by bitterness and resentment. He's waged war on his family by selling the lurid story of his private life to a media industry he says he hates for invading his private life. And that's at the heart of why I think the public here have grown a bit tired of Harry. They view him as a hypocrite. He spews his truth to the highest bidders whilst repeatedly demanding privacy. He rails against his family for sharing details of their conversations while exposing family secrets and family feuds in books and interviews for millions of dollars. He's reinvented himself as a be-kind feminist and mental health campaigner while showing blatant disregard for anyone other than himself. Nothing better sums it up than his decision to tell the story of losing, of losing his virginity in his memoir spare. I suspected he was referring to my recent loss of virginity. Inglorious episode with an older woman. She liked horses quite a lot and treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, after which she'd smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. Well, that story triggered an inevitable avalanche of speculation. Actress Liz Hurley had to deny reports it was her, as did the chief executive of Cotswold Airport, Susanna Harvey, and his former lover, Catherine Omine, and polo coach, Emma Tomlinson. Among others, just last weekend, the actor Rupert Everett said he knew who it was and he thought it had happened at a ski chalet. Well, Harry knew that he'd ignited fevered conjecture but still chose to unpin that grenade and walk away. And the unfair speculation about innocent people is why Sasha Walpole has now felt obliged to tell her story. She kept Harry's secret for 21 years, but he left her with no choice. For all his bleating about privacy, Harry simply didn't bother to worry about hers. He didn't think about how writing in florid detail about losing his virginity might upset Sasha, her children, her husband, her parents, her friends. 
Sasha, on the other hand, has treated Harry with unwavering respect. She'd have taken his story to the grave if he'd allowed her to. She could have sold her story at any time in the last two decades, as he's sold his. But she chose not to. She behaved with decency, discretion and duty, which, ironically, are the very qualities we expect of our royals. The late Queen did that so masterfully. King Charles does it too. So do Prince William, Princess Kate. Harry is the rogue royal, but not quite so lovable anymore. We now know that the older woman, Sasha, is actually younger than his wife, Meghan Markle. She speaks affectionately about Harry, even now, and recalls humble tales of youthful frolics in rural pubs. It will be familiar to millions of British people. She drives three-ton diggers, works on Guardian patios, and leads an honest life with her family in Wiltshire. One that's pretty private, actually, and certainly worlds away from a luxury Californian pedestal from which the privacy-preaching prince shoots his poisoned darts back at his family in Britain. But it's actually people like Sasha Walpole who represent the very best of British values. Sadly, I'm not so sure that can be said about Harry anymore. Well, Sasha Walpole joins me now. Hi. A week ago, I'd never heard of you. No, I never Nor anybody else apart from your family and friends. And now you're like this globally known person. And actually, through no fault of your own or desire to be publicly known at all. No, I know it's been a bit of a whirlwind week and hopefully it's a means to an end and I can get back and... Back to normality, go back to work, drive my digger, <laughs> hide back under my rock. How do you feel about the way this has all exploded in your life? Um, very surreal. Still doesn't seem real. Um, I don't know, kind of shocked, really. I didn't think that it would hit the headlines like it did. I mean, there's a lot of worse stuff going on in the world right now that probably needs more of a focus. Obviously, we had the earthquake um, and a few other things going on, the war in Ukraine. Mm. And But, yeah, I never thought it would happen like it has. I mean, it's been a fascinating thing to watch unfurl because I used to run national newspapers, so I knew exactly what would happen. The moment Harry put in this book the details of how he lost his virginity to an older woman in a field behind the back of a pub, I just thought, well, I know what's happening now. Every single news desk in Fleet Street and every TV network, they're all sending people off to try and find this poor woman who has probably never said a word about this and now is going to be on the front page of papers from here to America to China to Timbuktu. Yeah, it is. I mean, I had a bit of a run-in with the uh, paparazzi back in 2001, um, so I kind of knew how it can turn out. Um, and at first I was a bit like, no, just hide, it'll be fine, it'll go away, like I have done, you know, in the past. And then suddenly you realise that it's getting closer, your world's getting smaller, um, a lot more people are talking about it. Um, you know, friends from back home are getting questioned, accused, and I was just like, do you know what? The way to stop it is just come forward and say it's me, and then hopefully, you no know, sooner it's come out, it will go, and I can carry on with my little life. When was the first moment that you knew that you were in this book? Um, when my friend sent me a screenshot of a comment um, via WhatsApp, and I was just sat on my sofa watching telly, and, yeah, I kind of... Didn't quite know what to do about it. Were you, I mean, had it, were you shocked? Were you? I was. A yeah. Bit scared about what may happen to you? Or? Um, disbelief. Disbelief. He went into so much detail um, because then it's obvious who it was. So for me, that was like a huge thing because then suddenly I was like, oh no, everyone's going to know. Um, and then yeah, next day all the messages started. I'm trying to in. imagine what it must be like when we played the clip of Harry. I don't know if we can play it again, but we played the clip of Harry talking about this. I just want to sort of look at you as you listen to this because I'm trying to imagine what it must be like to have been you yeah. 
when he came out with this, not just in written word, but also in spoken word. This is a guy who's sixth in line or fifth in line to the, to the throne of this country talking about losing his virginity to, to you. Yeah. Sasha Walpole, let's take a listen. I suspected he was referring to my recent loss of virginity. Inglorious episode with an older woman. She liked horses quite a lot and treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, after which she'd smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. What did you, what did you feel when you, you heard this? I don't really know. I can see the humour side of the horse, because obviously... You were you a know, groom at the time yeah, of Highgrove. Yeah, I was a groom. Well, not at the time, um, but I, I was a groom. Mm. Um, I'd left Highgrove by the time this had happened. Right. But, yeah, I just... I don't know, I could see the funny side to it. You know, we were two friends. And mm. for me, I still see him as Harry. I still mm. see him as a friend that I used to hang out with down the pub, um, you know, go and watch the polo with. Mm. And, yeah, it was just... We're seeing pictures of you, of you both there with some other friends clowning around and stuff. I mean, I suppose that, that my response to it when I first heard about this was... I thought it was breathtaking... I've got to be honest, breathtakingly hypocritical of someone who goes on and on about privacy to then reveal such a private thing, but not just about himself, but to inevitably spark the trail of interest that would lead to your door without even having the good grace to let you know he was doing it. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to live a private life and you want to get out of the, the limelight and leave the royal family or whatever to live your life as you want to live it, um, to then sell a book and go on Netflix is kind of going against what you're saying you mm. want. Um, but yeah, I just have no nobody. Idea. He didn't call you, or no, no, none of his none, heard, nobody no. contacted you to say you're in the book. No, the first you knew was a friend WhatsApping you. Yeah, to say, well, this is you. Yeah, um, yeah. Were you like, oh my god? I was. Yeah. Well, I think I probably used a little bit of stronger language. <laughs> um, I almost fell off my sofa. But yeah, it was just you know. And then obviously all the jokes come in about oh, young stallion and the older lady and. I mean, some um, of the language he used there, I thought was actually quite disrespectful. It was yeah. kind of like. It was all wrong. You were an older woman treating him like a stallion. It was all... Yeah, I, mean, I think it's just the way that it's written. You know, the thing wrong about it, we were two friends. It should never have happened. We crossed the line. It was never intentional. There was nothing before, nothing after. Um, I mean, Inglorious, it's not really that glorious, sleeping with someone in a field behind a pub when you're I drunk. I don't know. Well, you know. Have your moments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Would you agree it was inglorious then? Or? Um... You know, there is nothing glorious about being drunk and then copping off with one of your mates in the field. <laughs> I don't know, actually, Sasha. No. I did that loads of times when I was oh. young. Always felt pretty glorious in the moment. It was the next morning was the problem. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> what we all felt. <laughs> Let's go back. I want to go back to where it all started, because it's yeah. kind of fascinating that you were... You'd been a groom at Highgrove, like yeah. you said, but you frequented this local pub. So there were two pubs in the area. So tell me the, about the two pubs. Yeah, I mean, we used to drink at the Rattlebone quite a lot, which is obviously mentioned quite a lot. Mm. Um, and then we used to go to the Vine Tree, and there was another one, the Cat and, and The Vine Tree was the crime scene. Yep, that's where the, uh, <laughs> the crime took place. Yep. <laughs> but you would go in these pubs, and it was perfectly normal that Harry and William, in fact, who was in the pub, actually, on the night in question, but they would both come down as young princes, and they'd hang out with yeah. you guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think... Like I said before, it was just a group of friends. So it didn't matter if you were a prince, a rider, a groom, a polo player. We were just, like, we had horses in common and we just hung out. Any other really royals nice. going there? Um, not really. I think Zara may have popped in once mm. or twice, but it was just mainly William and Harry. That was their local. No sign of Uncle Andrew? No sign of Uncle Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just as well, probably. Yep. Um, but but the so the atmosphere was very relaxed, even though they were royals and you were the royal groom or had been, and the others were just local. It didn't really matter what what class you were from, no, what part no, of society. They didn't no, care. No one cared. No. At the end of the day, you can't be a polo player without a groom. Because right. if you haven't got somebody in your horses, you can't play polo. Right. And it's the same and pubs, I, mean, I grew up world. in a pub. Pubs are pretty, you know, egalitarian places. It's like anything goes, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're rich, you're poor, you're this, you're that. It doesn't matter. Everyone just mixes in in a pub. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I generally look back on my years um, of teenage and young adulthood of fond memories. I good really fun. do. Yeah, good fun, a laugh. You know, luckily it was before any social media and, mm. you know, camera phones. Well, now it wouldn't happen, probably, because no. there'd be too many phones out. Yeah. The royals wouldn't... I mean, sad for them, but, you know, you, you wouldn't better go to a local pub no. like that, probably. No, and it is, you know, you think he probably did have one of the better times growing up because he isn't growing up with social media. He isn't growing up with a camera phone in his face. What was he like then? As I said, he was 16, so what he was, was he like? He was lovely, you know, fun, sparky. He was just mm. one of the boys. He was, you know... He was a lad. Mm. He was good fun to be around. Yeah, I mean, this he was 16, which was just been a few years after, obviously, his mother died in this terrible tragedy. Had you known him in the aftermath of that? Had you no, I that? didn't. I didn't get to know him sort of until a bit later on mm. from that. And to be fair, he never ever sort of spoke about it. Mm. He, you know, he just... We just kept it light-hearted. We were just mates. We just talked about polo, horses, going to the pub. Um, yeah, that's And you'd become it. sort of quite good friends. Well, he would ring up your home. Yeah. And he yeah. texts you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, generally. If Sometimes you ring the landline and your mum would answer the she phone. Would, yeah. and be, what did he call himself? Just Harry. Yeah. Yeah, Harry, and yeah, and then we'd have a chat and then probably arrange to meet up somewhere, go and watch the polo, or see what everyone else was doing, see what the plan when was. And you make it sound perfectly normal, but how did your mum feel that Prince Harry was ringing uh, a daughter? I don't know. I think because they knew that we all hung out in a group and it wasn't really a, a big thing mm. back home. Um, yeah, I think the first time we did it, she was a bit like, oh, was that? Harry, Harry, and I was like, yeah, she's like, oh, how funny. And that was about it, really. I mean... Yeah. Did you call him H, like his wife does now? Um, no, only in text messages. Maybe he used to sign off as H, but I just thought that's because he couldn't be bothered to write <laughs> Harry. <laughs> and from what I could gather, a lot of drinking went on in this pub. Yeah, I mean... Well, on we the were... night in question, I, I read that you'd had ten shots, is that right? We did between us. It was a bit of a funny night. It was the night before my birthday, so I was actually 18. Um, but, yeah, and... I think... And you'd had a difficult problem because you'd broken up with this guy and he then rocks up in the pub with his new girlfriend. Yeah, well, he rocked up and then she rocked up after. And I think when she rocked up, he could sense that I was a bit... Oh, that's pretty crap. So he then was like, come on, let's, you know, lighten the mood, have a laugh, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, and like I say, it just... What were the shots? Um, I think it was a mixture, if I'm honest. I don't think it was... One was a creamy one, so I assume it was Bailey's. Bailey's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my um, God, Bailey's shots. Bailey's, wh whiskey, Sambuca. Really? All yeah. going down? Yeah, yeah. So he was a shoulder to cry on? He was. I think, I mean, I'm not one for attention, so I just kind of get on with things. But, um, yeah, I just think that he sensed that, you know, I'd not be OK with that and mm. um, sort of try just to lighten the mood and have a laugh, change... change. He, it's not something he would do on a regular basis. Mm. Um, I think he generally was just trying to... And he had a birthday card for you. He which, did. Which he'd handwritten. Yeah. Uh, we've got it here, I think. And it said, Dear Sash, have a very happy birthday and don't get too pissed. Luckily, I'll be there to keep an eye on you. Lo loads of love. Baz. Yeah. Why did he call himself Baz? I have no idea. But he always used to sign himself off in different ways. H. Baz. P.S. Thanks for everything. What do yeah. you think he meant by that? Uh, just as friends, really. I don't think there's anything specific behind it. We're just talking, chatting, but nothing about anything in particular. I think he was just... 
a nice comment to put in a card. It was also a toy that he gave it you. It was, yeah. What was it? Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I think he won it at the Thorpe Park that day and just thought it'd be quite nice to give it to So he won a prize and then just decided to re-gift it? Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. But that's the relationship it was. There was nothing... I wouldn't even expect a card or a teddy. It was just come and celebrate and have a laugh. At what moment on that night did things take a turn? Um, well... Because you're great friends. You have been for ages. Yeah, we stuck out the back for a cigarette. Um, and yeah, just... Right, hold it there. Okay. We're going to take a break and come back. I want to leave it on that. Dun, dun, dun. What happens after the cigarettes? Back with more of my exclusive interview with Sasha Walpole after the break. Cliffhanger. Well, welcome back to my exclusive interview with Prince Harry's first lover, Sasha Walpole who, just to repeat, is only doing this because of him putting it in his book, Spare, all about this night at the pub. Um, so let's cut to the quick. You're having a little crafty bag out the back. Yep. What happened? Who makes the move? Um, he made the move. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't even really know why or what happened. We were just having a cigarette and then, if we know it, it was all happening. What was happening? Um, well, he just started kissing me and then, before you know it, it was all going on. You start kissing. Are you thinking yeah. this is weird? Because you've been really good friends. He is Prince um, Harry. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see him as Prince Harry. I see him as Harry as a friend. And I think that's, like, quite a big difference. Um, and we were quite drunk. Mm. So you just well, get you lost in the moment. you would be a load of flaming yeah, sambukas yeah. and baileys, yeah. Yeah, and then you get lost in the moment, and then before you know it, it's... Yeah, and then you wake up and... Well, We've actually got lost in the middle of the field. <laughs> yeah, well, you get up and then this reality kicks in. And well, you're hang like... on, we're, we're moving a bit too fast here. So you go from smoking out the back of the pub to a field nearby. Yeah. yeah. Any, any particular reason or just...? Um, just to get out of the way of people, I think, because... Presumably obviously... his security guys were there, right? Yeah, yeah, they were, they were, Where were the they? front. They were just in the car park. Do you want to um, give them a slip? Well, I think we had gone over the fence to have a cigarette away from everyone because he wasn't really meant to be smoking. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we just hopped over the fence. It seemed like a good idea at the time. And the next thing, I mean, did you know as you were in flagrante in the field mm -hmm. that he was actually a virgin? No, I didn't. No. I don't know why, but I didn't even think about it because it's never been on my mind before. When did you find out? I mean, was, um, it actually, was it only really confirmed by the book? No, well, I suppose so 100%, but, I, yeah, you kind of people talk and then the next day it was apparent that, yeah, it was his first. You were the chosen um, one. I was, indeed, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does it feel weird talking about this? It does, because it's just something that happened so long ago and, to me, it's not a big deal. I just, yeah, it's one of those things... It's quite just, a big deal. It is, in the eyes of people, yeah, I suppose, but, um, like I say, I'd just seen him as a friend and, if anything, it's just you've mm. overstepped that line with a friend. The entire uh, collision lasted five minutes. Yeah. Probably at the, uh, really the higher end of expectation yeah. for men of that age, I think, when they lose their virginity. But um, what happened? <laughs> was it awkward afterwards? You went back to the pub, right? Um, yeah, we kind of was like, oh, OK. Um, we decided to go separate ways, so he went one way, I went the other, trying to make it look less obvious, but it doesn't really work. Where were the security guys? The well, at that point, they'd realised that he hadn't come out of the pub because it was closing mm. time, and, yeah, they were looking for him and found him down the road, I think. Did they ask what had been going on? No. No, he was kind of taken off and I went home. So You'd left it. your belt in the field? I did, yeah. <laughs> I had to go back the next day when I collected my cards to retrieve my belt. And when you saw your friends when you got back to the pub, yeah. what did you say to them? Um, 
nothing. There was quite a few giggles, and they kind of knew what had happened, and I think they probably knew what was going on mm. when um, the security had started looking for him. Um, but, yeah, they just... No one really said anything. I think everyone was just a bit like, keep quiet and carry on. You wake up in the morning, you're pre presumably quite hungover. Yep. And then is there that moment where you suddenly go, oh, God, I've just remembered. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's that cringe factor that creeps in and you're like, oh, no, I've well and truly overstepped the mark. Um, yeah. What but... did you think to do then? I mean, anything? Did you try and contact him? No, I thought I just need to go and get my car. I probably had to go to work or get ready for work the next day, so I just wanted to get all my stuff. It was my birthday, so I probably had plans that day. Um, did you, who did you tell about what had happened? Um, I told my sister hmm. um, and I told my mum. And How did they react? My friends. Um, OK. They didn't, weren't really phased. My sister okay. laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they knew it was Harry. It they wasn't... weren't thinking immediately, royal wedding, the no. balcony scene, <laughs> no. we're on it. I think we're quite far from the royal wedding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think, yeah, my sister, you know, she found it quite amusing, quite funny. Um, my mum, you know, she was just like, oh, OK. And, yeah, as long as I was safe and happy and not in any trouble. Did your dad know? Um, do you know, I think I, I brushed the comment over, but he would probably be like, not listening, and it's not something that I'm going to go and make him listen to. <laughs> I just probably went, oh, yeah, I slept with Harry and wandered off out the door. I was like, I'm not going to sit him down and make him listen to what his 19-year-old daughter had done. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the weird part of the story for me is that you then have no more contact with Harry at all. No. Having had this friendship, which then builds to this, you know, thrilling denouement, <laughs> that's it. You never see or speak to him again. No, we haven't. We haven't... I, you know, there was no messaging, there was nothing. And what, it was why, a little bit weird. <sighs> you think? I think it's because foot and mouth was rife that summer, you know, and I think the social circles, they weren't happening as much because... The polo wasn't the happening. The polo wasn't happening, nothing was happening. Everything was grounded, everything was stopped. Um, I had gone So off. you didn't naturally see each other? No, no. The, you know, in the normal group of people that would have been buzzing for the summer weren't here. Mm. Um, and at that point, I then went to a different nightclub. We went over to Oscars at Longley and I met my husband there. Um, you know, we got on and then my social circles moved to a different area. Did you tell your husband? I did, yes. Um, How did he react? Well, he kind of knew, because it was not long after all the, like, the pictures came out in 2001, so it was mm. kind of all around the same time. Um, he didn't really care. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't faced. I mean, it's fascinating to me that this is 21 years ago and that the last you ever see of Prince Harry is yeah. immediately after you've just had sex with him. Yeah. I know, it's strange. It's sort of random, isn't it? It is. I mean, I don't know. He was a young boy, so for him, it may have been mega awkward. Mm. Um, you know, it's two friends that cross the line, and it is always going to be a little bit awkward, but if it's your first time, then you're probably finding it a little there bit There would have been a lot of people, Sasha, in your position, because mm. you weren't from a wealthy family, no. right? You've never had huge riches or anything. No. Um, a lot of people might have been tempted to have cashed in yeah. on their night of lust with Prince Harry. You never yeah. did. Why? Because he was a friend. Mm. He was a friend. I didn't see it like that. Um, you kind of feel protective. Um, not because of who he is, but I'm like that with all my friends. Um, but, yeah, I just, just never occurred to never me. Never crossed your mind? No, not really. But that's a decency that's quite rare, yeah. actually, these days. Yeah, well, you just... Some things are just better left unsaid. I mean, there's an irony, isn't there? There's you being decent and wanting to protect him and yeah. his privacy. Yeah. And yet it's only come out because he actually did the complete opposite in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, um... 
you go back to the same thing of you know if you if you want privacy don't write about it mm. don't speak about it um but i don't know why he put it in his book is he it hypocritical have... do you think a little bit yeah mm. if i'm honest you know it's something that he could have if he just put oh i you know about me losing my virginity and left it at that, it would have been fine, because no one would have been on the wiser. It was the fact that, that he added mm. more to that story that everyone was like, ha-ha, that's you. Right. Um, and then it puts you in that position, so... And it must be, I mean, it's a range of emotions, but one of them, it must be quite intimidating to be on the receiving end of suddenly knowing you're in this book, which is one of the biggest-selling books in history, Yeah. And everyone's reading it, and the media are getting more and more excited about who this person is. And you know it's you. Yeah. So the clock is ticking to that knock on the door. It is, yeah. And it's like... It's one of those, at first you're in denial. You're like, no, I don't... You know, it's going to be fine, it'll pass over. And like I say, the messages start coming in, everyone's starting to talk about it, which then pretty much doubles, if not triples, the people that know, because then everyone's like, oh, I know who that was. And, before you know, people are asking, you know family and friends, oh, yeah, we know who it is. And then suddenly it's just the reality of this isn't going to go away forever. This is going to flare up. Until they know who it is, they're going to be questioning people. And, yes, I could not have said anything, but then it's never going to stop. This is a Do you think he should have end. had the, 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 the manners, honestly, to just have let you know it was going to be... He could have given me heads up of, like, you know, mm. I'm going to put it in the book. Um, even if he didn't ask if it was OK, just at least give me an option of what to do about it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Let's take another break. I want to come back. I want to get your view. I don't know what you think of the monarchy, of the royal family, yeah. of the, the late great queen, King Charles, and what you think about Meghan and Harry now living this life over in California. What you feel about them? Because Sasha Walpole, now we want to know your views. We'll be back after the break with more from my exclusive interview. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, welcome back. Uh, Sasha Walpole, who took Prince Harry's virginity, is still with me. Those words, every time you hear them, must be weird, right? It is weird, yeah. What did your family make of it when it all blew up in the last, like, two weeks? Um, they were quite calm, quite sort of, OK, what do you think about it? My mum knew. knew, my dad didn't. It wasn't until I had a bit of a conversation with him, it became apparent he had no idea what I was on about, and then I spoke to mum and was a bit like, well, I don't think dad knows, and she's... 
I'll just check. And she's like, no, he didn't know, <laughs> um, which was really awkward. I mean, Harford, any dad, but then his daughter's all over the front page of the paper for taking Prince Harry's virginity. That's quite a moment to wake up to that. It is, be yeah, especially when you know it's your daughter. At first, you're just thinking, oh, well, OK. And then when you realise it's someone you know and love, it's a bit different, but... Was he annoyed at Harry for, for not... No, he wasn't. I mean, they're massively supportive. And their main concern is I'm happy, I'm safe, mm. um... They said they'll support me either way, whether I was to speak out or whether if I was to keep it a secret. Either way, they would try and do damage limitation and just, you know, be there for me. Your kids way. are too young. They're only five and three. But how did your husband react to it all being public? Um, I think he was as shocked as me. Obviously, mm. he knew about it, so it was no great big secret. But um, if he didn't know, it would have been probably really awkward. Mm. But, yeah, I think the fact that he knew, he just kind of laughed and was like, oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> it's been an amazing... You know, two years, really, for the monarchy. Really, since, I think, Prince Philip died and then yep. the Queen died and we've now got the coronation coming. Yep. Are you are you a big monarchist? I am, yeah. I do like our royal family, yeah. What do you make of what's been going on with them? Uh, I think it's sad. I think it's sad with any family, regardless if you're a royal or whoever. Mm. Um, as soon as there's a bit of conflict in between family, it's sad. It is sad. Mm. I'm lucky. I have a good family and I have, you know, my sister's amazing, so we're all really close. Um, so I couldn't really imagine how... They would feel. Especially for you. I mean, being in the pub with William and Harry and yeah. seeing them young and obviously very close then. Yeah. Particularly, probably the closest they'd been was in the aftermath of their mother's yeah. death. To see them now completely having this rift and completely apart, that is really sad, I think. It is, yeah. I mean, I've, I've tried not to follow it too much, but I do feel that, yeah, like I say, with any family, um, any conflict is sad because life's too short. Yeah. Life is well, too If you were short. in the pub with them now, what would yeah. you say to them? Life's too short. Mm. You know, just sway your differences and, you know, just just chat. Mm. But I probably would never be in the pub with the two of them again. You never know. You never know. Maybe you one never day. know. I mean, I think Harry owes you a drink. Yeah, just not a tray of shots. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Meghan Markle, his bride? Um, I mean, again, you I... share a lot in common. I mean, we do, yeah. We both <laughs> refer him as H. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I. Like I mean, he's say, gone I'm... from a digger to a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can like that. Um, I don't know. Like I say, I, I sit on the fence. I don't know the lady. Um, I wish him all the best. I wish him the happiest. Does he seem happy but, to you? Um, he's not the boy that I remember. That's for sure. Mm. But, again, I'm not in his shoes. I have no idea what's going on in his head. I haven't seen him for 21 years, mm. but, you know, you, you make your own happiness. Do you have a view of Megan? I don't really know, because I don't know her, um, apart from, obviously, you know, what you hear or whatever, but I'm one of the people Do you think he's, that... he's traded up from you or down? Definitely down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, by the way, I agree. <laughs> I totally should have stayed with someone like you. Oh, thank it you. It might have been a lot happier, I think. Yeah, it would have been funny. Yeah, what do you think of King Charles with the, the coronation coming in? I think it's amazing. Yeah. yeah did I you just... ever meet him at the, in those days? Yeah, I did. Obviously, I can't really say too much about it. He did. Yeah. He was a lovely guy. Yeah. Just to be clear, you signed an NDA having worked as a groom at Highbury. I did, yeah. Like everybody who works there, so that's why yeah. you can't talk about your employment. No. But as a, as a man, how did you yeah. find him? I did you were in good hands with him as our monarch? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, I, personally, I think he's a lovely guy. Yeah, and I think, same as William, I think, you know, you can ask for anyone nicer, really, right. but that's my own view, and they treated me really well. What happens to you now? I mean, do you, you talked about earlier about, you know, going back under your rock. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Kind of, I think this is a means to an end. You know, I just... It's done. I don't have to worry. Um, 
you know, when it all flares up, everyone knows. It's mm. done, it's dusted. I can go back to living my normal little life, driving my diggers, being happy, um, and not having to look over my shoulder and open my door one day and hundreds of cameras being there. I just Have that always been now. slightly in the back of your mind? It has. I think, as any mother would know, when you have little kids, your protective side comes out. And I think to, to take control of this, you have to come out and control it. Because otherwise, one day, you're just going to mm. wake up and you're going to have no control and... You know, you've got this damage limitation. Yes, and I think you've limited the damage extremely well, actually. Yeah, hopefully. Because you come over just as a decent person. Yeah. Who didn't want any of this, had your privacy invaded, again, ironically, by yeah. the Prince of Privacy. We just saw a picture of you in the digger. Let's get that back up, because I just don't look at you and think this is someone who drives these monstrous diggers. Yeah. You obviously love it. I do, I do. I mean... I worked as a groom for quite a while and then obviously the hours and stuff and Dad has always done mm. groundworks and he kind of said to me... Well, I said to him I didn't know what I want to do anymore, so he said, well, work for me until you know what you want to do. Um, and back then, being a girl on site is a little bit strange. I can remember having to put my hair up and wear a coat. Mm. Um, but I love it. I love it. And I think that, you know, it's a real opportunity for other females to maybe come out, come and do building work. It's right. brilliant. It's a great place to be. Yeah. What does it mean to you to be British? Um, I said a little bit at the start there that to me, someone like you represents like old-fashioned British values. Yeah. You know, the, the, the fact that you had dignity and decency, you didn't sell your story, you didn't betray this great secret that you could have done at any moment. To me, that's kind of old-fashioned British it values. Is. Um, I mean, I was brought up with, you know, you work hard, you play hard. You know, you don't air your dirty laundry and, you know, you mind your own business. Mm. Um, you don't get involved in something that you don't want to get involved in. And it, I just think, yeah, I just... I think it's just where I've been brought up. Well, you're quite looking forward to going back to relative anonymity again. I am, yes. Yep, I'm quite looking forward to getting back in my digger. Have you been back do. in that pub? No. Are you going to? Um, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. You must have had other friends who knew nothing about this. I who've did. Who've now picked up the, the sun. Yeah. And seeing you all over the front page, you go, what? Yeah, I mean, it's something I, I rarely talked about. So, obviously, mm. moving from where I lived with my parents to where I live now, um, a lot of my friends would, wouldn't even know that I mm. knew Harry or, you know, had anything to do with the royal family back then. Um, so, for them, it was a, a great shock when they seen my picture that had flared mm. up when they were trying to find the lady. Um, and I was a little bit like, oh, yeah, that was many moons ago. And then suddenly now it's front page of everything. Um, but do you know what? It's, it's like ripping a plaster off. Really? Yeah. You feel relieved in a way? It's done. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry that people are going to turn up at my house and start, you know, asking me questions and I'm not ready for it. Mm. I'm, you know, it's done. If Prince Harry's watching this, yeah. maybe in Montecito in his mansion, uh, what would you say to him? I would say if you're about, hook up, let's have a drink, catch up, chill out. Whatever. Just be he, happy. Do you think he even drinks flaming sambucas anymore? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Looks like he needs one. He does, yeah. What do you think? Perhaps I should take him a tray of shots and just, just <laughs> talk it over. I actually think he needs a tray of shots. Yeah. And he needs a bit of old kind of West Country common sense. He does, yeah. Don't you think? A bit of West Country happiness. I feel, I feel like he needs a bit of straight talking from someone who knew him in his old life. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen him for 21 years mm. and I'd be more than happy to sit down and... Talk it out, but he probably wouldn't want to know. What advice would you give him? Just be happy. Life is too short. Mm. And make up with your Pick family. your battles. Mm. Make your... Yeah. Sometimes silence is better than nothing. Mm. But, yeah, we'll see. Well, listen, it's been great to meet you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't 
even know who you were a week ago. Now no, we all know who you are. No, I know. And I uh, you're going to have to live with that. It's a I weird am. thing to have to live with. It is. Uh, but you've talked about it very, I think, with you know great modesty. And I completely understand why you've decided to talk out because otherwise. It just happens anyway, right? It is. It, it's either you control it or it controls you. And, you know, this way it, it leaves everyone else alone. Um, they know who it is. Job done. Sasha, back to your digger. Thank you. <laughs> it's lovely to meet you. And you. And thank you very much. Thank you. Well, after the break, my reaction to uh, Sasha's interview with my royal pack. So don't go anywhere. Well, welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Joining me now to discuss that extraordinary interview is Vanity Fair's Katie Nicholl, the son's Matt Wilkerson, and author and historian Dr Tessa Dunlop. So, Katie Nicholl, <laughs> I mean, it feels weird to be interviewing a, a woman about taking someone's virginity. Yes, I there, with... so there were some good questions in so, there, Piers. So let's start, well, let's start with that, right, because it is a weird interview to be doing at all. But I, I thought the reason that she has come forward made complete sense to me and I also felt there was a kind of controlled anger, really, that her privacy, and this is so ironic, had been invaded by yeah. Harry without even a thought, really, for the repercussions for her, for her having to be made public and so on. What did you make of it? Well, I think this is the first time when you've got to give Harry some credit because, for me, if he was going to choose anyone to lose his virginity with, what a cracker of a girl. Yeah. Because she <laughs> kept her secret yeah. for all those years. Yeah. She was loyal, she was discreet, she's been magnanimous, she's been generous. She didn't have a pop at him. No. She she says what we're all thinking, which is, how can you be so hypocritical and invade someone else's privacy whilst invading your own? But she did, she did it with such dignity. What a lovely girl. So, actually, I think I've got to take my hat off to Prince Harry because I don't think he could have chosen a better, a better girl to have lost his virginity it to. It is the textbook way to lose your virginity, way better, incidentally, than all his ancestors who had to vicarious means that they indulged in during World War mm. One and so forth. Much better to have a hearty bonk in a field. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm kind of wishing I could go back and read do my own narrative we're all thinking that is consensual friendship bit of alcohol and and as for cutting off the relationship i mean does anybody stay in contact with their first shag peers did you uh, for a while i don't think it was quite as unceremonious as that yeah really but but i know what you mean it is i mean it is spectacularly awkward for a young man the first time it happens, <laughs> particularly if it's in that kind of situation. And he probably was just too embarrassed, Matt, probably just to ever think about it again. Well, he, he was the first to raise it, of course. Well, of course, until the book, yeah. It was amazing that she was just sitting there on tabloid gold for 20-odd 20, yeah. 20 years, you know, and it's, it's taken Harry to actually describe this liaison for her, actually, to, you know, to come forward. Well, and for him. Harry to cash in on it with his book, which has made him millions, to cash in on his virginity and invade the privacy of the woman he had it with. I mean, there's another way of describing it. That's what he's done. Mm. It is breathtakingly hypocritical, just from a, from a media perspective. Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, I'll say, if we had got hold of that story 20-odd years mm. ago, we would have had a deluge of legal letters from... Of course, from he'd have been at first squealing about it. Mm. Tessa, I know you're in defend him at all costs, Cam, no, but even no. you must think it was a bit off. Yeah, I mean, there are bits of the book that hit some of the wrong notes given the message she has historically tried to push. But lest we forget the, the agency in this narrative. Harry didn't name her, he didn't name the pub, he didn't even describe he her He had named being the pub horsey. in other parts there of was the book. Quite, and there was quite a lot of detail in there, too. Yeah. So, I mean, enough, she to, was she getting, enough to start a witch She hunt. was getting messages immediately from yeah. all the local people at the time who all knew it was her. 
Right. And it's quite a tight set, normally a polo lot. They'd all sat mm. on the secret for a very long time. So who is the third party that really pushed this downstream? It is, and I'm sitting next to a tabloid editor. Uh, I'm, I'm beside a former one, and here we have... Don't tell me, it's the media's fault. It's the media, oh, it's well the media. Done, <laughs> Oh, well, let's get in there before <laughs> Prince Harry does, because his default position is always, when in doubt, blame the media. But, but let's we not... didn't say that the royal family are racist. The media said that. And on, blah, this, blah, blah, and blah. on this occasion... Harry, Harry, is, Harry has actually been the biggest source of royal news over the last four yes. or five months. He's yeah. produced, well, I have not had to do any work. He's just sat there... The and biggest royal gossip in history has turned out to be the one who's bleated the most about privacy. The one who's breached the privacy of the most amount of people when it comes to the royals and all the royal circle. I was with somebody at the weekend who's a good friend of, uh, of some of the royal family and had been with them. And apparently all Harry's wider circle of old friends, they're just completely open-mouthed mm. that for 20 years they, like Sasha, have got out of their way to protect him, never giving interviews, hiding stories, protecting him physically on nights, getting yeah. him out of clubs and bars when he's in trouble and so on. Only, Only for, for him, him to then have all this yeah. stuff in the book, talking about taking drugs with people, talking about getting this and that and the other. They're all open-mouthed at what they see... Tessa, not, this is yeah. not me saying it, I would anyway, but what they see is just complete hypocrisy. I, I, I hear you, there's complexities. I think complete hypocrisy in the idea of... Is it complex, to, really? Well, I think it is complex, and I think what was charming about Sasha, and by the way, I think the whole nation is now thinking, why couldn't they have just done the old-fashioned thing and married oh, well. it? Yes. <laughs> Imagine if so, she... So, but they will. <laughs> I know my mum will be watching, oh, she was a lovely girl. Why couldn't <laughs> he have married someone only. like that? Yeah. Yeah. If only. Um, uh, but it, it's not binary. There isn't really a baddie or goodie in this story. In the actually, end, I don't actually, agree. I don't there's agree. There's two consensual teenagers who had sex, and both. Oh, of in this them particular are, story, yeah, right? And both of them have made a bit of money. No, no, out I, of listen, it. In I agree. The end, it's, I agree. It's actually, I think rather charming, and I know that Sasha felt because she's a decent stick. My goodness, there's earthquakes and wars, and yeah. why are we talking about this? And yeah. again, I would have to say that's a media agenda. But actually, it's a bit of light relief, and I refuse to say this is tawdry uncomfortable it's actually quite an upbeat story it, it, in, a, in a weird way it's kind of a vindication a, a, a way of being modern and young and carefree well that's and one way of calling a pub bonk well, uh, Casey, but, yeah. Nicole, i mean look, look I, I think we're slightly over-egging the defensive souffle there i think that the key charge <laughs> i would make about harry with this book is that it goes against everything he himself has railed against and the media I know, I know. about. It's and I tell I you what he'll say past. to that, because I've put this to his camp, but what they say is, but this is on his terms. This is in his words. This mm. is on his terms. This is his chance to answer that. It's that whole reclaiming the narrative story again. And actually, I think most people think don't have a problem with it, but they might have a problem with it. Had Sasha not been as generous as she had been, Let's just say she had had a problem with it. Let's just say it had caused her big problems right. in her life. Yeah. Then I think we'd be what, sitting what if, here example, saying something very different. What if she'd different. never told her husband? I, I, I was, when did you, when right. you asked her that question, it was exactly what I was thinking. Or never told her parents. Okay. I mean, what if that had been the case? Harry didn't know. No. He had no idea whether she well, told her husband Well, he didn't contact her. He, she said as he much. He had no way of He doesn't known. name her. And he just, it is no, an no, inglorious... No, listen, she had people knocking on her door, Tessa. OK, but lots of... people knocking on her door. And she could have said, I'm not the older woman, I was only 18, do shut up, it was a quick snob. No, no, no. I mean, she could... Her, na her, uh, name, her name was being yeah. passed to the papers, right? Okay, but... Let's but, be clear. The, the papers, the papers yeah, you've named it, the papers. Well, what's up? Of course, because, of course! Because Harry's argument is, it was like half zoo, half Truman show. We were discussing this, mm. and actually, this one 
innocuous paragraph on his loss it's of virginity. It's not innocuous to say, so, I lost my virginity has to led this to woman. a Truman Show. All, right, All of us Matt, are talking right. about a bonk, a teenage bonk. OK, Matt, I want to bring in uh, just a, the wider picture. We're heading towards the coronation. Mm. And putting aside the virginity story to, to one thing, I, th I think it exposes the hypocrisy, but I also agree with Tessa that, in a way, it doesn't really matter. Sasha seems completely well-adjusted by it. She told everyone who needed to know no-one's dead. There are more important things Did in the world. Do you disagree with me? Almost, almost. <laughs> but, but let's talk about the wider story about Harry. We head towards this, this coronation, which is coming up fast now. Mm -hmm. We're only a few weeks away from it. Uh, it's going to be a glorious celebration on one level, but we still don't know whether Harry and Meghan are going to be sitting there amongst a family they've spent the last two years now trashing on the global stage. Well, it's the thing. It's got to be the Charles and Camilla show. It can't be the Harry and Meghan circus. But if and they're I, there, it will be. But I think they will need reassurances that Harry isn't going to do any more interviews mm. between now and May the 6th. But what about but, afterwards with all the information? He, I mean, this is a guy, remember, the thing that shocked me about the book was not all the trivial stuff at all. It was the fact that even at Prince Philip's funeral, mm. he's revealing intensely private conversations with William and Charles to the world against their wishes. I mean, they didn't do nothing about this. They'd have definitely said no. And yet he expects to be at the coronation, from what I've read, sitting amongst them again, having conversations. How would they trust him? I wouldn't trust a family member well, in that situation. It's interesting, because I take up with Tessa on here, because um, although Sasha came out, has come out and told her story, but there's plenty of other people, like William, like Charles, uh, like, like Cressida, his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. I think yeah. you're speaking about other people in this book that haven't come out and spoken. Like, William hasn't come out and defended himself, haven't been able to defend himself against things... Or that, his wife, or against his wife. the... Against the I mean, and also, what about that poor matron? I mean, I really did feel for her, actually, Tessa, because we don't even know if that matron at his prep school, is alive or dead, or whether she's got family uh, who are around who may have read this. But it was so hurtful, the way he talked about that matron. And so, like, again, I come back to the hypocrisy. This is a guy portraying himself as this be-kind feminist, basically taking down a defenceless matron for her looks. Really, I mean, it was unpleasant, well, yeah, wasn't it, Yeah, well, it, was, it was unkind. It was, it was unkind and it, it and was unnecessary. And misogynist, actually. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're sort of seeing the, the, new, the new look... Feminist Harry, and that is really quite. Is he going to be in the coronation or not? Do you think? Uh, look, I I think he has to be. I mean, I've said this Why? to you before because I think then. that I think there so? has to be that. It's I think there just, has to be that sorry, united front. As I said to you before, and I'll say it to, to Tess as well. Just because Charles may feel obliged to invite him because it's his son, and he feels guilty probably about what's gone on before with mm. him and Camilla and Diana and so on. It's Actually, his coronation, Piers. Yes, but hang on, but hang on. No, that's, but that's the key point. It's not just Charles's coronation. It's not a private family event. It's a publicly funded event, yes. and actually it's the people's coronation of their king. And that's where I have a problem. As one of the subjects... Right, of this then it goes back in history I books. Don't, I don't want to see these two money grabbers anywhere near it. But you are a subject with a very loud voice. You have a big platform, and well, there are coming plenty from you, of I might add, not exactly a shrinking <laughs> violet. And there are plenty of other subjects in this what should be a broad-shouldered, impartial monarchy. Yeah, but you know, Tessa, want to see them I know, but Tessa, there. You not know, with a big role. No, but, but Tessa, there. You, yeah, but you know as well as I do, if they turn up at this thing, it's all going to be about Meghan and Harry. It depends Only on. I think it depends on how it's handled. Whereas if they're not Harry. there and they stay in California, actually, Matt. focus goes to now. To Matt will agree with me here. I will. It will be the press, won't it, that make Harry. Well, do you know and what? Meghan we'll go back stage. over the things then. So when he came back for the Duke of Edinburgh's yeah. funeral, we know he, he kind of he didn't behave himself very well because he, he had an argument with his father 
father and his brother, you know, just mm. hours after after the funeral. Mm. He came back for the Jubilee, he was put on the side, and he basically behaved himself and, and stayed away. Yeah. And then at the funeral, he he was he, he was on he was on good behaviour. So if they can follow that blueprint, yeah. then maybe be a success. But Charles won't want to appear childish. He won't want to appear churlish yeah. by no, not he even, he has to, to be the bigger man. He has to remember that actually it is the people's coronation of their king, right? It's not a private family event. And I think a lot of British people will share my view that they shouldn't be there. Sorry, you yeah. trash your family that badly, that egregiously. And you trash the monarchy and you damage it. All the poll ratings for all the royals have been taken a heavy dent in America, which is a key place for the monarchy for its future, all taken a hit because of his book. And you've just answered your own question. If you want to reach outside of Britain's borders, they've got to be there. How is it going to play to America? Oh, we're not inviting the House of Montecito. It would make us look so mealy mouthed. The House there. of Montecito. I just said that to annoy you. Do me. Well, you. <laughs> all right, you've succeeded. The House of Bloody Montecito. <laughs> It's, it's going it, to... Listen, I think if, if he's not there, it'll, it will overshadow the event. And I think, you know, maybe there will be maybe there will be a neat compromise. Let's not forget, it's, I think it's Archie's fourth birthday. On that day, it would be a very neat solution for Meghan to stay at home with the children, perhaps not be there, and I think it would perhaps be more palatable for people okay. if it's just it, well, look, we'll, it will not overshadow it because it didn't overshadow the Jubilee, the funeral, it didn't, or the yeah. funeral. No, he's but I've got, feeling, I've got a feeling this time it could do because of the book and the Netflix series. Hey, it's what I want to know is level. Sasha Walpole going to get a front row? Well, you know what? I would, I would invite... Sasha Walpole. Yeah. But also, can we just end on a positive note? What a wonderful lady, Sasha yeah. Walpole. Yeah, I love Sasha. You know, the old, salt, what I call salt of the earth yep. British. So thank you, Beautiful Harry, for introducing us to Sasha. And Harry exactly. Harry uh, well. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate it. And Matt, thank you, Lucky Stars. I didn't ask you where you lost your virginity. <laughs> I was tempted. I was tempted. I did in the green I'm room. Still <laughs> we've, we've had that conversation. Uh, good to see you. That's it from me. Next week, there'll be a special guest or two in my seat. As I'm off interviewing criminals, I'm back on February the 20th from New York City with some big guests there. So whatever you're up to, keep it uncensored. Good night. <laughs>